Hello and welcome to UPL Insights, a new digital media series from UPL, led by our own teams changing the game for farmers across the African continent. Today I'm joined by Pedro Pardo, Crop Research Lead on Sorghum and Pearl Millet at Advanta Seeds, the seed division of UPL. Since 2007, Pedro has been heavily involved in some of the world's most advanced research, development and technology application for the staple crop sorghum. Pedro is currently leading Advanta's R&D breeding work to create and commercialize innovative approaches for sorghum across five continents. In this episode, we will be looking at innovation in crop varieties and how new seed technologies are beginning to realize the true potential of the staple crop known as the grain of the 21st century Africa. If you've ever had a pint of Guinness in Nigeria, a bowl of porridge in South Africa or a plate of couscous in Mali, then you owe it to sorghum. Sorghum is already one of the most important staple food crops in many parts of the world, but increased production in Africa could meet a number of development needs. The challenge for sorghum is that yields vary greatly in the absence of good genetics and effective control of weeds. This is one of the many issues that Advanta and Pedro have been working to overcome, leading to the creation of an innovative non-GMO herbicide-tolerant technology called iGrowth. iGrowth integrates sorghum varieties with genetic tolerance to imidazolinone, family of herbicides, which means there is renewed potential for increased sorghum production in Africa. Pedro, welcome to UPL Insights. Can you explain the many uses of the sorghum crop throughout history? Hi, Florian. Thank you. Uh, yes, uh, as you mentioned, I'm working in R&D uh, at Banta, uh, working with uh, and coordinating all uh, the main efforts of Advanta doing breeding and developing products for the main sorghum production areas around the world. Our main focus is uh, uh, those countries where we have big production areas like uh, USA, Mexico, Australia, um, some other countries in Latin America like Argentina and Australia and Brazil and that is my, my main concern within Advanta uh, developing not only varieties of or hybrids of sorghum but also uh, technologies that will help for farmers to be a more stable production and improving uh, the results uh, for them. Excellent! So, um, we know that uh, sorghum has uh, many, many uses uh, in the world and uh, in Africa in particular. Can you explain us a bit on these uh, different uses of the sorghum crop? Yes, uh, the main uses for sorghum around the world is, of course, the, um, the animal nutrition or feeding animals. Uh, that is seen in some areas. Uh, out of Africa, then we have a very, very big uses of use of sorghum for uh, uh, human consumption. That is main focused in 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 Africa countries and in India, in some Asian countries. Then of course we have other uses like um, uh, packaging, 
fuel production fuel, uh, fuel production in USA is uh, very important they are producing a lot of ethanol this is uh, one third of uh, the production of USA uh, is uh, used for fuel production ethanol um, and we know also that other countries like in India and in Africa they are using to for building uh, houses uh, in the smallholders uh, producers. That's amazing because we don't so often hear about uh, sorghum production uh, uh, in the world, uh, and I think that Adventa is one of the only major agriculture companies focusing on sorghum. What has driven this decision? Can you explain us a bit? Yes, uh, Advanta have a decision as a company uh, to be focused in those crops where other big companies are not playing. Uh, you know, big companies are uh, developing and working, seed companies are working and developing uh, products for soybean, corn, rice, wheat. Those are the major co crops. Uh, in, around the world, but Advanta is very focused in other crops uh, where those companies are not uh, working with, like uh, sorghum, of course, tropical corn, sunflower, permillet, those are our focus. We have some efforts, of course, in those big crops, but um, Advanta have a, as a strategy uh, to develop uh, uh, not only products, as I mentioned, but also technologies uh, in those um, kind of product, uh, kind of crops. Right. So we know that one of the main agronomic issues in sorghum is actually weed control. Can you tell us why exactly? Yes, uh, sorghum uh, was on one of the big crops where um, the science uh, was not developing. Uh, uh, tools or tools or technologies at the farm level to be dealing with the with weeds with pressure could be could vary uh, in, in a very diverse scenario around uh, the sorghum production area the yield losses could be uh, could vary from zero in those farmers that they are managing very well the weeds pressure but there are some scenarios or some cases where the farmer can be losing 100% of their production because the uh, weed pressure. We know that weeds will compete with the crop uh, for resources like soil, space, water, nutrients. Uh, so those uh, are the, the main um, uh, factors that will affect the, the yield losses in, in the crop, in the sorghum crop. And that was something that was uh, delaying in the crop um, in, uh, in or in the seed companies or in the in the industry uh, delivering those kind of tools for the farmers right yeah so it's it's actually putting a very significant pressure on on the on the sorghum crop and uh, so you have developed the world's first herbicide tolerant technology for sorghum seeds can you explain the work that led to this innovation please Yes, uh, that was, this was a technology that was developed uh, in Argentina, in our breeding program in Argentina. Uh, this is uh, the first, as you mentioned, the first herbicide techno uh, tolerance technology in sorghum crop. Um, 
It is uh, sorghum plants that are resistant to imidazolinone herbicides. The imidazolinone herbicides are uh, residual um, uh, um, full uh, uh, coverage uh, herbicide, so they can control uh, broad leaves and gramines uh, weeds. Um, this technology is uh, genetic resistant uh, and it is a non-GMO, it's not transgenic uh, resistant or technology uh, that we are uh, using in, in the sorghum. And it was developed uh, using conventional breeding methods um, in, in our breeding program in Argentina. And it is a technology also that is well known. The herbicide is very well known. It's an old, old herbicide. It's well known from, from the farmers, so they know how to manage that. And you can find some residuality also in the herbicide. Uh, in the field that will control uh, grasses uh, in the different stage of grow in the crop. Okay, so uh, that covers probably the, the R&D uh, lab side of, uh, of the development, but uh, I guess at some point you have to uh, bring that technology on the field. So uh, how did you do that? Uh, can you explain us a bit on, uh, on the field trials that you've conducted? Yes, of course. Yes, after we uh, we discovered that new mutation that is allowing the, the sorghum to be resistant for this herbicide, we started working, of course, to put this uh, this technology in the hand of the farmers. This is the our end user. So uh, we started in 2007 developing this technology uh, with conventional breeding tri trials field trials, then uh, of course we were working to sequence the gene which is uh, conferring the, that tolerance to the sorghum. After we, we developed the sequence, the complete sequence for the gene that is involved in that herbicide tolerance, we applied for a patent in 2011, a global patent in different countries that are, um, uh, we are covering uh, this technology with a patent for uh, different uh, for, for the main sorghum production areas. Um, this mutation um, after that after we applied for the patent and the patent was granted in some countries, we started working introducing this mutation with the tolerance for different kind of materials, different kind of varieties of sorghum because we know that each region, each country have an environment, will have different requirements for the, the varieties. So uh, we, we are developing and we are in the way developing varieties for the different countries and uh, production areas. Um, the technology, the, the first uh, herbicide tolerant sorghum uh, in, with the, under the brand iGrow, was launched in 2017 in Argentina and in Australia. Um, then other countries in Latin America was, uh, we, we have launched the technology after 2017. And in the current year, we have launched that technology in the USA uh, market. Then, of course, we are working uh, with specific varieties, uh, uh, introducing the technology um, for for the African market, uh, in fact, we have we are 
uh, so far we are uh, registering the technology, uh, the chemical and varieties there in Australia. So we, we will have some uh, very good results or very good, we have the expectation, but we will have very good results to be introducing that technology also in, in, in African countries. Right, right. Excellent. I, I was just about to ask you uh, about that because uh, it's, it's of great interest to us, of course. Uh, as you know, sorghum is a key staple food crop for, for the African continent, where UPL already does a lot of work with uh, smallholder farmers and cooperatives. Some people have actually called it the grain of the 21st century Africa. So. Uh, I, I would be very much interested to know more about your, your ambitions, your plan for this uh, uh, technology to, to make it available on the continent. You know, uh, uh, as I told you um, uh, in the very beginning, when we applied for the patent in 2011, uh, most of the African countries uh, uh, were, were included in that application for the patent. Um, but we are working, we're still working, uh, developing sorghum hybrids and sorghum varieties for, for those countries. Uh, as we mentioned before, uh, the uses of sorghum in Africa are different and very different for other sorghum production areas. So uh, the, the hybrids and the varieties must be very specific too. So we're still working, uh, developing those technologies, those varieties and the technology with those varieties in order to be ready at that time where we will be uh, launching the technology to the farmers to be ready with both, with the technology, but also with the, um, the varieties and the hybrids that will be adapted for this uh, specific uh, environment, very, um, uh, very uh, uh, limited because of water uh, availability and nutrition, soil nutrition, um, but also adapted to the main uses, which is human consumption. So we had to work in grain quality and also um, in, for beverage and other uses that we have in Africa. Great. So, what's the timeline exactly? When when can we expect this technology to be uh, available for African farmers? I mean, the technology and, and uh, the varieties, of course. Yes, there are two steps here. We have the first one, which is the chemical registration. Uh, we are working on that and we are expecting to have everything uh, ready and um, uh, registered uh, in, in, in 2020. Uh, 2023 this is the time we are expecting for the final approval for that registration and then what we are working also in the uh, hybrid registration uh, we are developing as i mentioned hybrids specific developed for for africa with the technology uh, we are still working on that and those hybrid uh, we, we expect to be also registered in 2023 so this is our expectation uh, for commercial launching 2023. Excellent. Thank you, Pedro. I, I feel that this could actually be a, a game changer for uh, growing sorghum in Africa. As, uh, as you know, uh, we're in a post-COVID situation where uh, most of the countries try to be more resilient and more uh, self-sufficient uh, about uh, food. 
So, um, how do you think uh, this could help Africa to be uh, more uh, serial self-sufficient? And uh, what would it take maybe for Africa to become a global sorghum breadbasket? Yes, uh, this is uh, our goal, right? Um, one of our goals. Uh, we as a company, we would like to contribute in that way, in that goal. Um, uh, we know the sorghum is uh, much better adapted for those uh, African environment conditions, like where we have uh, water limitation, nutritional, uh, very small, whole, small uh, farmers. Um, so we have to think in this kind of uh, things at the time we are developing the varieties and developing technologies. Um, most of the farmers there are uh, low input farmers, so we have to, to take, take it into account. But also we know that in most of the cases, uh, sorghum is the, maybe one of the main sources for the human consumption of human nutrition. So there are some efforts also in the seed companies, specifically in Advanta. We are starting and in the discovery phase of new projects with um, better grain quality that will be improving the, the protein content, uh, the protein digestibility, starch, which is energy for, for, uh, for the consumers. Um, we are working also in some things like um, sorghum biofortificated sorghum, biofortificated uh, grain sorghum, which is a high zinc and high uh, iron. This is very important, um, but we have to combine all those things, uh, thinking in those environments and in the, in the end user requirements. Uh, so we are working on that. that we are in the way. Uh, this is our um, our focus, and that will be our minor contribution for that main goal to be African as a autosufficient uh, food uh, uh, in food uh, terms. That's fascinating, really. Thank you so much, Pedro, for uh, sharing with us the history of. UPL's work with sorghum and your thoughts on the potential for improved sorghum technologies in an African context. To find out more about UPL's work with sorghum, you can click the link on the description of uh, this video and you can also subscribe to this channel to follow our full podcast series for the AGRF. Thank you.